1: <laughs> All right, now. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite team. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on 630
2: Chat. name of the show, my mysterious friend. Early second quarter, Patriots leading the Vikings 10-7 earlier. Dallas over the New York Giants, 28-20. Bills late field goal to beat Detroit, 28-25. Bills win two straight games in Detroit. Remember, they played a home game there on Sunday because the snow moved them out of Buffalo. World Cup today, Brazil 2, Serbia 0. Portugal beats Ghana 3-2. Uruguay, South Korea, 0-0 draw. Switzerland over Cameroon. One nil just had a great chat with Bob Leonard doozy former coach of the Canadian men's national team played in the 1986 World Cup and I like that story he told because it is interesting to me a lot of people watched that match yesterday and I'm going to make a bit of an assumption that if you're listening to a, a the show called inside sports you probably like sports and you might have watched the match yourself or you watch the highlights or you, you know about what happened. And I, and I do think Canada being in the World Cup pulls in a lot of uh, people who might not usually watch sports because it is just such a big event and it's such a spectacle. So we're all encouraged by how Canada played. But, I like, I feel good about how they played. But, again, I reference, I, I had a buddy who was just like, well, now we're, like, we're going to beat Croatia. It's like, well, <laughs> like, this is the World Cup. Like, these, these teams are awesome. Croatia finished second four years ago. They're they're ranked higher than Canada. Now, if Canada plays that way again and maybe gets a little finish, then sure, they, they, they got a chance. I mean, we're clearly not a walkover team. Uh, I mean, even though we're ranked 41st, which isn't that great, I think there's only two or three teams ranked below Canada when you look at the world rankings. Uh, but but I, I, Canada is not this, you know, pushover, Patsy team that's going to lose seven nil like like uh, uh, who was that that Spain beat yesterday? Kellen seven nil. Uh, I can't remember now. I'm double checking. Uh, it's Costa Rica, there which is go, out yeah. of CONCACAF, which is out of Canada's group. I mean, Canada won CONCACAF. We got great players. We got speed. We got skill. We clearly and the Belgians said it yesterday Canada's press gave them trouble so yes Canada did a lot of good things but I'm also like oh, like let's not think that now all of a sudden we're favored against Croatia <laughs> like I, I still don't see it that way and and Leonard Duzi told a great story in 86 they played pretty well against France France scored in the final 10 minutes 1-1-0 then the Soviet Union beat Hungary 6-0 Canada's next game's against Hungary and they start thinking well this is great we almost beat France and now we're playing this team that just got hammered. So, we're, you know, we're looking good. And then they lost 2-0 to Hungary and then lost 2-0 to the Soviets and then didn't score a goal and, and went home with nothing. So, now, better Canadian team. For sure, but I, and I, I suppose it doesn't matter what we as Canadians are thinking it's what they' th- how those players are approaching it, and I'm sure John herdman uh has them in the uh, proper mindset and, and I don't think they're going to go I, I hope they go out there confident. I doubt they're going to go out there overconfident, but I just think if you know a lot of people are going to watch this game Sunday. As I always usually say when talking about, you know, Oilers or Elks or whoever, expect a difficult game. Expect a close game. Expect it to be tense. Embrace the tension. That's the fun part, isn't it? Surviving games like that. Canada gets a win? Well, okay. Then, you know, take care of business against Morocco and you're going to be going on to the next round. Fun to be talking about it, though, because so often at the World Cup, we're not talking about Canada at all. They've usually been long eliminated from the process. So Sunday morning at 9 is that uh, next game. I'll be watching it. It's going to be fun for sure. Jack Michaels is going to join us in a few minutes. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three is how you can get in touch. The uh, off-topic topic, what famous Canadian who is not a sports figure would you bring in to give a motivational speech to the Canadian men's team? Chris Hatfield was brought in by John Herdman yesterday. Uh, We have had Pamela Anderson as a suggestion. Actually a colleague texted me and said, I think that was my husband that suggested Pamela Anderson. Oh my. Michael J. Fox has been brought up by a lot of people. There's got to be some other ones, Kellen. Oh, there Either are humorous or otherwise. Well,
1: we've got we got from both sides. We've got humorous, and we have some people who've actually had some serious thought put into this as well. Oh, good. Like, well, like Ken. Ken texts in and Hi, says, Ken. Uh, Reed, I'd think I'd get Boston Pizza founder and Dragons Den member Jim Trey living to deliver an inspirational speech oh, to the team. He's also the father of Flames GM uh, Brad Treleving, of course. So while as a businessman, uh, he does have a sports connection and was a former Mountie. Regards from Ken.
2: Oh, that's a." interesting one okay yeah i gave some good thought for that one for sure what else and then we've got the humorous side oh there's like one serious one eh? hey ken hey ken you ken you can bask in your uniqueness tonight you're the one person who took the assignment seriously there we go so uh unknown text coming in the
1: littlest hobo why he motivates people and who (laughs) doesn't like dogs
2: that's, that's awesome That littlest hobo used to be our uh, our our going out uh, or going into the weekend song on Friday Mm. nights. He was replaced by uh, When It's Love by Van Halen. Exactly. Littlest hobo would be a great motivational speaker. Wow, that's (laughs) that's incredible.
1: We've got a different unknown texter texting in Red Green. Okay, (laughs) right.
2: (laughs) We had somebody here at work dressed up as Red Green for Halloween. Yes. Yeah.
1: Uh, another unknown text. Please, people, sign a nickname or something to these. Yeah, texts give yourself so a goofy call. name. Exactly. You know, if, like don't, Charles. If you're afraid no, of putting your joking. real name, just put Charles a goofy is a name good in. Name. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Ryan. This one's interesting because it has a kind of a current tie into it. Ryan Reynolds as Van Wilder.
2: <laughs> okay, I like that one. I have more to say on that in a minute.
1: <laughs> so there we go. Uh, we also got from Terry text again. Ricky and Julian, Trailer Park Boys.
2: Oh, okay, I never watched that show. Well Okay, would they be good? I don't know.
1: I there would be a lot of profanity in there.
2: Uh, well, that's fine. <laughs> that's that's fine. It's, it would it would be a very it's akin, an adult environment. It'd be akin to Not a John Tortorella
1: pregame speech in Philly or something. I think. So.
2: Okay. <laughs> so I I went around the office today and I got some suggestions from half a dozen colleagues. I put them on the spot. Somebody suggested Ryan Reynolds. All right. So that that would be interesting. He would probably take it seriously. Because Reynolds, he has sort of this goofball persona. He's You know, in the Deadpool movies, he's kind of playing himself, basically. Mm -hmm. But I also think he's a very thoughtful and intelligent person. So he could probably do something funny, but also that would pull at the heartstrings a little bit and get people motivated. Uh, Somebody said David Suzuki. Another person suggested Drake. I believe he's a singer.
1: I believe he is over in Qatar right now. He was at the at the opener.
2: Well oh, was he? Oh, maybe maybe he baby, baby. He's, is up next. Uh, somebody said Jim Carrey. <laughs> if you wanted a lot of different voices, I guess. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, somebody <laughs> said Rick Mercer. Oh. <laughs> Well, Kellen likes that one. You're downright (laughs) giddy about that one. Would he
1: be doing a pregame speech Uh, from an alleyway somewhere in Qatar, you know, with that camera doing all the swoops and stuff, you know?
2: And then uh, we also had William Shatner as a suggestion.
1: Yeah. Hey, there we go.
2: But uh, Michael J. Fox is a good one. Yes, Michael J. Fox is, is an absolute good one. Seven eight zero four nine six zero zero six three. That's fun. If we get in a few more, we'll uh, we'll get to them later. We got Jack Michaels, who uh, is enjoying American Thanksgiving, and he wants Canada to change the way it does Thanksgiving. Coming up. Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins is brought to you by James H. Brown and Associates, Alberta's precedent-setting injury lawyers. He is the play-by-play voice of your Edmonton Oilers, usually on Sportsnet, sometimes on 630 Chet. He is my good friend Jack Michaels. Jack, welcome back to the show. How are you doing? It's been a while, Reed. I realize you must have reached
0: the end of your
2: calling list
0: if I'm back in the mix. So I appreciate the opportunity Thank you for gracing me with this blessing to be on your hallowed airwaves during this most, I guess, important of American holidays.
2: Well, that's why, actually, for American Thanksgiving, you're at the top of the list. Most other days, you're not. You don't know any other Americans. That's true. I I thought, who do I get on that I know that's American that would actually say yes? And I thought, well, Jack Michaels. So here you are.
0: It's a pretty (laughs) slim list. And that would go for any country, by the way.
2: Well, anybody outside of Canada, yeah, I, I don't have a lot of uh, international connections, but thankfully I I, I have you. I'm my including
0: favorite. Canada, Reed. Who's kidding who?
2: <laughs> well, you're my favorite American who lives in Sherwood Park, so that's going to mean something.
0: Oh, all right. Well, that's, yeah, yeah, me and two others, I believe.
2: So you get to spend m- most of the week, and specifically Thanksgiving, Okay, now first of all, I got to ask you: do, do do we call it? Because I'm a little bit confused. Is 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 Thanksgiving in America just the Thursday? Is it all four days? And this is specifically Thanksgiving Thursday? No,
0: Thanksgiving is today. And what what you know, I will say this: I I think Canada does a lot of things better than America. Thanksgiving is not one of them. Uh, We've made it a four-day weekend. Most people knock off work before noon on Wednesday, so it really turns into a four and a half, five-day weekend. And you know what? I mean, what could be better than Turkey and football? And you don't have to work the next day. You got three more days off. It's a lower stress environment than Christmas. I just think American Thanksgiving is the most perfect of holidays, especially if you're a sports guy. So. Uh, you know, I the first thing I'd do, and again, as you know, I'm no threat to become the next premier, but if I was, I would immediately change Canadian Thanksgiving and get it on more of the four-day program. I, I feel like it's an undervalued holiday in this country, and I think, to be honest with you, Reid, if you polled right now, I think a lot of Canadians would agree with me.
2: Okay, so what the like so Friday is called Black Friday, but that's that's the that's shopping. A and that shopping. Really, so what's it actually called then?
0: Well, it it is called Black Friday, but I mean twenty years ago it wasn't called anything yeah, except yeah, for exactly. Thanksgiving. Yeah, shopping is okay. <laughs> has kind of taken over that Friday. I that's really in the last twenty years. That was not a thing growing
2: up that you referred to it as Black Friday. Not ever. Okay, so for you to be, and I know you're not in your hometown or getting to visit with your mom and dad or anything, but to be you know in Manhattan on Thanksgiving, like what what's the vibe like? Is this a kind of a special feeling for you?
0: Well, I mean I had a I had an invite and a parking spot at the Macy's Thanksgiving Day parade. I've been to one before. so I elected to take a pass. Uh, I had a couple of functions earlier. The great thing about Thanksgiving, and especially when you have friends in the area, as I do, is you get a lot of invites. And so I'm on the way to the third of four uh functions that i've been invited to today and it it does it's thanksgiving is one of those holidays where and i know americans get a bad name from time to time but really you do invite people you normally wouldn't see if if you know someone is is out of town and doesn't have family around you ended up getting you know an extended invite and i've been very fortunate in this game uh, of pro hockey to, to get a lot of invites for Thanksgiving. And, you know, it, it, it makes you feel good. This, this is a great holiday. It really is. And, and it's, you know, again, I would suggest it's a little different. Quite frankly, I think Canada does a better job of celebrating Christmas. I, I like how Edmonton kind of basically shuts down for, you know, the two days before Christmas and the – you know, five or six days after Christmas. But, you know, in terms of American Thanksgiving, I think this is something that,
2: you know, my home country got right. Okay. Well, I'm glad you're enjoying it, and uh, we'll see if you ever become the. You probably have to be prime minister to actually change Thanksgiving across the country. But what you, did you I never say? Know. I
0: said premier. I, I gotta I think get y- my, yes. I gotta get my political titles down. <laughs> I thought you were gonna give me some tutelage there, Reed. I still have a well, lot of work
2: to do. There. I didn't want to cut you off midstream. As as long as you, maybe you could be the lieutenant governor, not the lieutenant governor, the lieutenant governor. That's another yeah, thing. Yeah, I you would have remember definitely said.
0: Le- I would have definitely said lieutenant for well, sure. I, I, would I still do something. Up
2: sometimes too okay <laughs> well well the, uh, this is awesome that you, you get to be down there and thanks a lot for uh for hopping on the show um well that's the most shots the Oilers have ever had and not scored in a game going all the way back yeah, I know, to October gave for that last night that was a good dig by you
0: and and you know it was kind of eerily reminiscent of what Ben Scrivens did to San Jose Several years ago. It's just one of those nights. And I don't know about you, Reed. You know, I have to be honest, and I don't know whether you had the similar conversation with Rob Brown as you were watching the game. I said to Louie early in the second period, I said, I don't think we're getting won by this guy. And that was early in the second period. And I'm usually not a guy who likes to kind of throw that stuff out there. I'm not really into jinxing goaltenders. I wasn't trying to do that. I was just thinking that, honestly, I don't think there's an object small enough that the Oilers are going to be able to put past this guy. He just... And and you know what? And maybe it's because the Oilers always saw Georgiev instead of Shesterkin. But the games I've seen, both live and in t- and on television, I think Sorokin's the better goaltender. I really do. I, I think I think this guy is is going to win the Vesta this year. I really do. And and not just cuz of last night. I I think he's been very quietly underrated the last couple of years, especially last season when the Oilers didn't make the playoffs. This guy's unbelievable. I I just at no point did I think not only the Oilers weren't going to win, I didn't think the Oilers would score. I mean, he just looked so locked in and I, you know, yes, you can talk about some coverage on the goals. But ultimately, you've still got to be able to score to win. And I think Edmondson played a pretty decent road game. They got goalied. That's the way I look at last night's game. I really do. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer, they've changed. So you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean, I guess the, the you know the frustrating thing for the Oilers is it's just kind of a, a like if if they if that loss knocks them down to twelve and eight or thirteen and seven, maybe we're saying, well, okay, it was bound to happen. Though I, I you know I do think the. The, the well, the only thing the I'd say weight. about
0: that, Reed, and I'm not making excuses here, it's just facts, is, you know, you got 11 games against Anaheim, San Jose, and, and Arizona that haven't been accounted for. That's 20% of their schedule, or, you know, 17% of the games left on their schedule. I, You know, again, I am not taking Edmonton off the hook here. I don't think they've hit their stride. I agree with Jay Woodcroft that they seem slightly off kilter. They haven't had the right chemistry. Obviously, the loss of Evander Kane has hurt. Jack Campbell has not gotten off to a great start. Kyler Yamamoto, before he was hurt, and yes, Apulia currently are not producing from the right side. All that aside, this has been a murderous schedule. Murderous. They went through a stretch of 12 out of 14 games against teams that made the playoffs the previous year. Then. In the next two games they played teams that had a combined record of 28 and 7 including a, a club that tied a club record for a winning streak. They have had nothing but one brutal opponent after another. The schedule will lighten up and I think I think Edmonton should be able to get healthy with a couple of quality wins over teams that quite frankly they should be But right now, the way the games are stacking up, it just seems one after another, you're either catching a team on a scorchingly hot streak or you're catching a club that has the same goals the Edmonton Oilers do. And when you're in that kind of class, you're not going to win all your games. So 500, to me, looks slightly better than if they had seen a lot of San Jose, Anaheim, Arizona, you know, to
2: name a few early
0: on. That's all, right. all
2: I'm saying. No, no, I get what you're saying. Okay. Well, thanks for fitting me in between uh, doing some Thanksgiving visiting, Jack. And that's uh, all the
0: time I get?
2: Well, Was I that dull? Well, I, I got to let you have a social life. I'm trying to be thoughtful. So even when I try to be thoughtful, I'm wrong. Yeah, you are wrong a lot. I, I do grant you that.
0: I and I <laughs> and I have to admit Reed on this on this day again where you give thanks for the valuable relationships in your life, I'll concede that I do find ways to make you wrong even when you're not wrong. So I'll, I'll concede that.